Make America Great Again podcast with Brian Crabtree. Well, how does a supposedly unwise person like President Trump get through life? I mean, how does this incompetent, bombastic buffoon possibly, possibly ever get through anything he ever does being so, I don't know, stupid and such a big failure? I mean, these are literally, don't, wait a minute, don't turn off if you're a Trump fan. I'm not asking that question. I'm just telling you what people are saying in comment threads and on social media chat rooms across the web. I'm a member of this social network called Quora, which I find very intriguing. It's pretty balanced as far as who's Republican and who's Democrat. It's Q-U-O-R-A, and I subscribe to all the things that have a Trump question in them. And sometimes I chime in, and this one really caught my eye. I said, this is a whole segment. And this is the narrative of someone who sits in their home and watches MSNBC all day or reads the Washington Compost or the New York Crimes or something like that. These are the people that just read one-sided, far-left, Trump-bashing hatred with no balancing act for anything good the man's ever done. And these are the kinds of questions they ask. So the question was, how does a supposedly unwise person like President Donald Trump get through life? And I responded line by line. I addressed the idiocy idiocy of this post in question. So um, he, this particular loser, I'm calling him a loser because this is loser mentality to say that Trump is brave with other people's money. He doesn't use his own money. He just takes other people's money. And so what if he loses it? And I said, are you, let me read you what I said. So is every single rich person in the world then, they are supposedly unwise. They don't risk their money. They use their skills and ask investors to back their efforts and connections. Read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Before you spread such an ignorant statement again. I said, I feel sorry for this guy. The key to success is to use other people's money. It's not to have money. It's to use other people's money. You can make money with money. And you don't know how to, you don't have to necessarily know how to do a lot with money. But you can also lose money not knowing how to do a lot. So I would rather be in the position that I know how to do things. It's easy for me to go to somebody and say, I want to buy this property, fix it up and flip it. You want to partner with me on it because I don't, it's not that I don't lose money. It's just that I typically make 30, 40 grand doing that. So I'm willing to give you half of something I've already found if you'll give me all of the money. That way I have only the risk of the project and none of the risk of the money. Well, Brian, that's not being successful. You're just riding other people's coattails. No, the people with money are riding mine because they don't know how to find the deals like I do. It's a perspective thing. It's, 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 it's not, if I didn't have the money, I couldn't do the deal. So by getting the person with the money, they're bringing to me half of the problem. And by getting the deal they can't ever find, I'm bringing the other half. That's called a partnership. And Trump happens to be the deal maker, so he just uses other people's money. That's not dumb. That's not unwise. That's brilliant. Why is it that something so brilliant can be portrayed as something so wrong by some of these idiots who just hate Trump? I know the answer. Don't answer it. You can out loud if you want, if you're listening. You can tweet me with the answer. Actually, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Maybe you'll think of something I haven't thought of. But the the real answer is because they're jealous. They don't know how to do either side of it. They ain't got no money. They don't know how to do anything. So Trump's the kind of person that makes them incredibly uncomfortable because it reminds them in in America to really be respected and to be accomplished, you have to actually know how to do something or have some money or both. And most of the people sitting around boohooing are losers. 
They don't have money and they don't know how to do anything. And they would be much more comfortable if everybody in the country was miserable, not being able to do anything because our economy sucks under someone like Obama than Trump, who actually makes it very, very transparent for people. If you can't succeed in this economy, you're not too smart. Not saying if you're having trouble, you're not smart. I'm saying if you can't figure out how to climb that mountain. Okay, so this is the next bashing of Trump as to why he's so unwise. His second, uh, his second secret of life is that a million-dollar loan he says his father gave him to start his first business was actually his trust fund. His father gave him a loan. So I said the million-dollar loan was given after he completed Wharton, which is the top business school in the country, University of Penn, Pennsylvania, Penn State one. I can't remember. Uh, he had already successfully investigate, uh, invested in Cincinnati real estate. By the time he got the million-dollar loan, he'd done it on his own. Daddy gave him nothing. Then he gave him a million bucks to do something in Manhattan. He was, By the way, he was also drug, alcohol, and crime-free. So how many rich kids that grew up with a silver spoon in their mouth and a very tough father, by the way, end up being drug, crime, and alcohol-free and making their first million dollars before they need to go and ask for it from their father. Almost none. So to make this even a subject matter of why Trump is not really the success he says he is is, ridic- is ridiculous. This is the kind of thing that people who try to explain away success by saying he had something I didn't have. We all have something that someone else didn't have. Go find it. I write about that in the book, The Trump in You, that's just about to come out. Go find it. Stop worrying about what he had you didn't have. Find something he didn't have. We all have some sort of an advantage if we look for the advantage. But most of us spend the time explaining away someone else's success and our lack of it by saying they had something we didn't. Said he, this guy says his dad gave him $10.4 million for a bogus consulting job. It was called CEO of the Trump Company in the 1970s. And, oh, my God, Trump had $150 million of money just given to him. He just had it given to him. He didn't have, he he had a silver spoon in his mouth. Dad co-signed on a $70 million loan, which they had to pay back. Here you got a guy on social media that represents millions of Americans in their dumbass thinking that's saying, well, Trump had $70 million given to him. No, he took a loan out against the equity of a building he was putting up. No more differently than most of us take a mortgage out to buy our first house. I don't consider that if I go to the bank and borrow 500 grand to buy a property, that the bank has given me anything. I've taken a loan out on the property that I'm buying in order to purchase it, and I plan to and have to legally pay it all back. So all I'm doing is borrowing someone's money and paying them back that plus a lot more money. I'm giving them money. They're not giving me money. In the end, I'm giving them a lot more money than they're giving me. Why is it that we distort these kinds of things into being something they're not? Oh, he got him another. His daddy helped him get a $35 million credit line. We're talking about a guy who has been successfully invested into Cincinnati real estate, who has graduated from Wharton, the top business school in the country, crime, drug, alcohol free, very responsible, tried and tested at the Trump company his father, Fred, built. Then gets a few credit lines, loans, and cosigns because his dad saw how smart the guy was and knew he could make money off of his son. His son found a deal. Dad said, I'll invest and cosign. Dad got a return. I mean, that's, that's all it was. The fact that it was his father probably made it even more difficult and more challenging. 
Now there's this argument that uh, Trump, are, you know, he laundered all the casino. They love to focus on Trump's failures in the casino. He laundered money, did illegal things. He can't get a casino license in Las Vegas and so on and so forth. Well, yeah, I mean, he had four bankruptcies under the name of the Trump brand, but he was a minority owner in them at the time. And most everything in Atlantic City failed, of which he was in. So how can you say that Trump is a failure because he had bankruptcies relevant to three casinos and one hotel? So those three bankruptcies, minority owner, in a city where most everyone that was a smaller operator ended up in bankruptcy anyway. It wasn't Trump that failed in New Jersey. Other than Trump making a decision to go into a toxic casino environment, New Jersey failed New Jersey. New Jersey ran the casino business into the ground there and made it nearly untenable. So he had $126.4 million just handed to him, of which $105 million of it were loans on buildings and developments he put up. Then they go through a list of his failures. I love this. This is what happens to anybody. If you ever put yourself out there, get prepared for this, and you fail, you will have naysayers around you that will remind you of your failures on and on and on and on again. They'll just keep reminding you of how you failed because they want you to stay in misery and failure because they're miserable in failure and misery loves company. So when someone is reminding you of your failures, they're not doing it to make you do something for your own good or stop you from doing something that can harm you. They're doing it 99.9 times out of 100. They're doing it because they want to keep you where you are for whatever sick reason. Trump's operated 515 businesses that we can find in his adult life, of which this guy, I'll take him on face value, has had 12 failures. So 503 successes and 12 failures. Trump Airlines, a branding deal. That's the problem with Trump is that he branded himself. His Trump brand was so valuable he could sell his name for tons of money. And then anytime something with his name on it with a dumb operator who bought his name thinking that you could, you could be successful by putting Trump on a building or on a product or service... And all of a sudden, that was going to make it work, you know, uh, but they didn't have any business acumen or sense otherwise, then, then obviously that's Trump's failure. No, Trump succeeded. Trump sold his name, licensed his name, used other people's money or used other people's business idea, let them run the business. He got the money from the name and off he went. That's why he's worth $10 billion. Well, that's crooked. No, it's not. I'm licensed. It's like a franchise. You sell a franchise. 25000 up front to buy the name plus 6% royalty usually, something like that. 6% of your gross sales to keep using their systems and their names and have access to their technologies. And if you run it terribly, it's going to fail no matter what, what brand or franchise you have. So Trump Airlines, Trump Beverages, he ran those for his hotel. A lot of people don't understand business that comment about Trump. When they bash Trump, well, he had to Trump water. That was a joke. He still has Trump water. You go to a Trump hotel, every piece, every bottle of water has his name, Trump water on it. So a lot of times Trump had an idea. Let me see if I can make this a commercial success. And at minimum, I can sell it in a hotel or provide it as a guest amenity. And people go, well, the Trump water, he had a Trump water company and it didn't work. It failed. No, it was ultimately a hotel partner that he tried to make larger than just his hotels. And that didn't work. It's like saying Nike put out a shoe that uh, they thought was going to be hugely successful and they only sold half of them. That's a failure of a product. That's not a failure of a business. That's not a failure of a man because they had 150 other products that were selling like hotcakes. Trump has 150 other businesses that are doing quite well. 
while he's trying the beverage company or Trump Communications or Trump Magazine, which is still in the hotels, or Trump Mortgage, which crashed with everything else in mortgage in America in 2008 and 2009. Trump Stakes, so what? A Trump Travel Site, he still has it. It's called his hotel site. Trump Tower Tampa, branding deal that didn't make it off the ground. We had Trump Tower Atlanta. It never made it. All he did is license the name. He wasn't the developer. He got paid. They did some marketing. It never got built because the developer didn't make it. What does that have to do with Trump? He made money. They didn't. That's business. You win some, you lose some. Trump lost $800 million of his own money in casinos. That's why he doesn't operate one anymore. He doesn't find it to be a business he's either A, good at, or B, wants to be back in. Trump vodka, Trump university, Trump the game, all of I mean, I don't care what happens in the Trump university case, because it may be that some of the instructors of Trump university, which was a, a real estate investing and mogul investing service, which is, there's so many of them out there. They advertise everywhere and they invite you to these seminars for a small fee or for free. And then you get in there and they want to swipe your credit card for five, 10, 20, $30,000 for some, you know, platinum a gold, silver, bronze level coaching program. And at the end of the day, I could do a five minute podcast and give you the knowledge of what they're giving you in Trump University for twenty or thirty thousand dollars. It just wouldn't be as intimate knowledge as what they're giving you. Buy high, I mean buy low and sell high. I almost did that backwards. That's what most people do is buy high and sell low. In real estate investing, it's real simple. Here's your Trump University. Pay me five grand. Please send the checks right here in Atlanta. Uh, buy low, sell high, and look at a lot of deals and be willing to to bail on most of them. That's really the secret to Trump University. Now, it's a lot more complex than that. It's about building disciplines and systems, but most people don't have the capacity to take all the steps because they go into something like that. The sales pitch is a little tough, but they go into something like that basically saying, I want to make a bunch of money fast. And real estate is a way to get rich quick, but it's not a way to get rich quick. And what I mean by that is you can make a lot of money fairly quickly in life once you get going a year or two or three into it. And you can make, get really good on the income and then save it and then leverage it and then turn it into bunches of money. But it's not really fast because the amount of work you have to put in for months on end before you can make your first buck sometimes is insane. It's like a double full-time job. And nobody tells you that. So if Trump University had a failure, they didn't properly tell people that you're going to have to bust your ass to make this work. So, so, you know, if you came out with Trump University or any of these seminars that are selling real estate investing or anything like it, financial investing, and you said, you know, we're going to tell you how to become a multimillionaire over the course of a decade or two, but it's going to be a lot of work up front and you're going to have to really sacrifice things for months on end before you really start making the money. Most people are going to go, hell with that. Oh, I can't make it that many months. I got, I got to find somewhere I can get rich quick right now because I, be, I need to be rich right now. right? So if you actually come out in selling a product or service like that that does truly have the formula for true success, you can't sell many of them because you can't get people involved. Now, there's a lot of people who buy it based upon the heavy sales pitch who quickly determine it's a lot of work and they endure it and they have the resolve. And they become hugely successful in something like Trump University because it gives them the, the, the framework that they just would take years to figure out the hard way in a short period of time. But then there's always these people who these are the people that would invest with a Bernie Madoff and never question why they keep getting checks with 14 percent returns and they're doing nothing. Someone capable of producing Bernie Madoff level results is not going to want your money after a while. 
He's going to return it all to you and say, thank you very much. I'm done. I can handle it on my own now. I mean, that's just someone that can consistently produce massive returns is never going to allow you to share in the profits of the returns of their acumen and hard work. After a while, they're going to give it back to you and say, thanks a lot, but no thanks anymore. Nobody ever asks, why is it that me just giving someone money is going to allow me to have an excessive return that far exceeds what investors are making in the market? Because they don't want to believe that someone is going to take advantage of them until it's actually done. And then they're angry. Should be angry at themselves. They're greedy. The only way to make double-digit returns for any period of time is to figure out how to do whatever it is that's making the returns your damn self. That's why my seminar never would work. How to do all the work yourself and make all the money without listening to all the bullshit of society that makes you think making money and getting rich is easy because it ain't. It's painful. It's wrought with failures along the way, more, more failures than successes, to be honest. It takes several failures to figure out how to sustain one big success, but one big success can overwhelm a dozen failures. Nobody willing to say that because nobody understands that. That sounds like bullcrap. It, it's not. It's the truth. And then you got all these naysayers like this buffoon here that I've been talking about. Why does a supposedly unwise person like Trump get through life? Well, all these failures he's had. Well, you, have, you always have these people. They want to say, he's nothing but a big failure. Look here. 12 times he failed. He's a failure. And most people that are kind of ignorant will buy that. And, and then they'll, they'll project that, oh, well, if he failed at all that, he's failing at everything else. He's just keep convincing us otherwise. He's a fraud. The big phony. That's what Mitt Romney said. He's a phony and a fraud. Now they're, they're buddies again because he's running for, for Senate, Mitt Romney. I'm not bashing Mitt. I like him. But I just, I'm pointing out. That people who are jealous that somebody's about to get something that they themselves couldn't get, the presidency, are jealous and they find a way to diminish the person and limit their, their, you know, their psyche, their persona to their failures without the context of their successes. So if you want to succeed, be rich, make a lot of money, you're not going to be very well liked. I talk about this in the book, The Trump in You. You're not going to be very well liked. You can be very well respected as a rich person by the right people, but the wrong people, which are the mass quantity of Americans, they're going to dislike you. Oh, well, oh, well. They're going to try to point out where you're wrong, where you're a failure, where you're a fraud, where you're crooked. And, you know, most people go, I don't want to, I, I, I care what people think about me. I really, I care. I really care. I, I'm a Christian. I'm going to love them back. That's fine to love them back. It's fine just like I said, I, I, I feel very sorry for you, this guy who wrote this post with all these failures listed out with none of his successes and accomplishments. Like, I don't know, I don't, wouldn't call somebody, including Obama, who achieved the presidency of the United States a failure. They may fail at that task. We can argue that, but they're not a failure by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, Barack Obama, as much as I dislike him as a president, is nothing near a failure. He's a failure in terms of his legacy as a president, but as a person, he is a monumental success. None of us have the right to call him a failure as a person because none of us have been the president. Maybe somebody that's a billionaire or ten, tens of millionaire could call him a failure, They'd be, but they would rise to the occasion to be able to have the perspective to judge him as a failure, and maybe they could argue the point more validly than me, but the average middle, even lower upper-class American doesn't have the right to call a president a failure as a person. We have the right. I get it. Yeah, okay. You got the right 
But you shouldn't do that to yourself because what you're saying is he's a failure in terms of what I wanted to see him do or I dislike what he does. That does not make the person a failure. And when you reduce people to being failures for what they do that you dislike or what they've done that you perceive as a failure without taking the rest of the positives in, you live a deluded life. You live a delusional life. I don't cover Trump in a positive way as much as I do because I'm that big of a supporter. I'm bigger of a supporter of Trump than I have been any president in my lifetime, but, but still I see the flaws. I cover the successes and the, and the qualities because I think to allow people to reduce Donald Trump to this caricature of himself that, that they do and that they say he deserves and does it to himself, I, I disagree with all of that. I think it's a bunch of lies and distortions that make him look a certain way, and there's nothing he could do except just be himself to change that. I think he's going to be judged over time, and the judgments at this time don't really matter. I think I want to look for the things that he's done right and hope that he does those things for the country. I want to see him succeed. While I agreed with what Rush Limbaugh meant when he said, I hope Obama fails, he meant he hopes Obama fails in terms of the policy that's destructive to our country. And unfortunately, Obama didn't fail at that. His presidency did fail, but his policy didn't. And that's very, very much why we have a dangerous environment in our country right now, politically, uh, safety-wise, culturally, socially. Very dangerous. Not all Obama's fault, by the way. It's just that he doubled down on what social media, digital revolution, our own acumen and lack thereof did to us. Our ignorance, our apathy, our apathetic style. I mean, it's a combination of forces, but Obama doubled down on it. And um, I'll never wish for a president to fail. I'll never use those words because I wish Obama had succeeded as a president and that we had nudged him in a better direction in terms of policy, even if it was still not good. I, I, I just I think we are possibly beyond the point of no return. And there is just some hope left that Trump or someone like him in the political process can nudge us back in the right direction. I don't think transform us is possible, but nudge us back in the right direction and keep us on a viable path. That's a question. It's a 50 50 proposition. The idea that we could actually get back to the greatness of America that maybe was present 30 years ago. I'm not talking about in terms of race and women and minorities and all that cultural garbage. I'm talking about economic power and prosperity and upward mobility and opportunity in the American dream for everybody. I don't care what race they are. The, the, the idea that we can get back to that full bore, full stop, I, 10, 20 percent. And, and, and I'm being optimistic there. We've got so many forces against it. The media, fake stream media. The never Trump crowd, the the political snowflakes, the emotional snowflakes, the academia community, teachers, professors, colleges, the the militant uh, activist groups, the George Soros crowd, the anti-gun, anti-constitution people. And there's so many forces. And until we convince conservatives to to wake up, step up and take the heat for our values and our purpose, I don't think we I don't think we get back to it. I don't think we get back to it. And I call you to do your part when you see something that's distorted or defeatist or loser mentality, like a question like, why does Trump, as such an unwise person, get through life? How does he get through life with all these failures? I call, I call on you to look at that and to push back. One by one, person by person, if a million of us did it to five people and we could change the minds of one out of five people, which is optimistic, 
we changed the minds of a million people who joined the cause. Now we have two million people to change the minds of millions more. It takes a lot of effort to turn the dial, and we're just not doing it. All right, Talk40.com, the book, A Trump in You, The Trump in You, coming out uh, by May 1st. Uh, get your uh, copy ordered as soon as you see it pop up on Talk40.com, or shoot me an email, editor at Talk40.com. I'll put you on the list to give you the 30% discount when it comes out. It'll be shy of 10 bucks with the discount for the paperback, and uh, that's, a, that's a good savings. I want you to read it because it'll help you as a person in life, but it'll also help you understand the political process that led to the Trump revolution. The Trump in you, uh, talk40.com. In the meantime, keep it there in your bookmarks.